Previously on Steambox Versus, Bruce Leroy, the last dragon, shared the glow. The Iron Sheep broke backs and made us humble. Michio Kaku showed us how to find dark matter. Samus and Megarad led a rap battle for the ages, and we plunged into virtual reality in Ready Player One. Will Steambox make it back to Ghibli in Japan? Will the Boston Celtics dunk on us? Will the Dragon Ball Z narrator ever join the crew? Stay tuned and find out on Steambox Versus. Roberto, we're back with another Steambox podcast. Today, I'm with my homies from Central Falls, the Warriors, if you will. Warriors from Central Falls, please say what's up to the world. What's up? So you might have heard, you might have heard about this, uh, about this documentary on HBO called We Met in VR. Uh, we actually just met in Zoom for the first time. Star <laughs> of We Met in VR, Denny. Denny, that's the moniker that we're going with, right? Yeah, it's me, Jenny. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Jenny. Happy to have you on our Steambox podcast. We're really excited about this. Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So for the world at home who can't see this, because this goes out as a podcast, uh, Jenny is joining us in avatar form. Jenny, are you in actual virtual reality right now? Yeah, so I'm in the platform that the film was made in called VR Chat. It's a free platform that anyone can join as long as you have a Windows computer. Um, right now, I have index finger tracking, so I can move each of my fingers. I also have full body tracking, so I can move my legs, and it's tracked in real time. Uh, and this is also how the film was made. So all the movements that you see in the film, uh, including the dancing and the sign language, is also uh, our real bodies moving not animation. <laughs> Very cool. I got a preview of some of the questions that the students wanted to ask you and I have a million myself, but they actually covered a lot of them. So I'm going to jump, oh, awesome. right, I'm going to jump right to the students. Uh, and again, I'm really excited. I've never talked to a purple haired cartoon. Uh, <laughs> uh, Adam, why don't you start us off and then we'll go this way. How'd you get into VR? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I actually saw some YouTube videos uh, about VR chat and specifically about somebody who uh, was physically mute uh, and had a surgery and was quote unquote doing sign language. Uh, but sadly, that was fake sign language. So I saw this video and I was just kind of like, that's fake. Like, that's not real. But then I thought, but if somebody can do fake sign language, then I'm sure they could do real sign language. So I'm going to go and I'm going to find the real sign language. And I was lucky enough to meet the the people who now formed uh, Helping Hands and we just got together and started signing. So it was really fueled by sign language, but also I've always really loved video games um, and connecting with people online. So it was kind of a no brainer. Every single person in this room right, right now wants to know uh which of those video games got you in is anybody else thinking that is anybody else thinking like which video oh, yeah, games yeah. You're talking about? Yeah. uh what are some of, what are some of your video game loves oh i mean nostalgia wise definitely minecraft that pretty much raised me <laughs> um i really enjoyed minecraft and mario all the classics uh but yeah i mean i really like overwatch right now i've been playing a lot of overwatch um I don't know, just like the classics. I didn't play a lot of like the shooter games uh, because I didn't have a console, but pretty much, I don't know. Oh, Just Dance. I also play a lot of Just Dance and you can play Just Dance in VR, which is awesome. <laughs> is, it, is it just as good in VR as it was Connect? 
Oh, it's even better because you could play playing just dance with like a hippo and a clown and a rhinoceros, like really whatever you can think of. Just imagine dancing with the craziest avatars. It's the best. <laughs> that is wild. Uh, you also said you also said uh, that you noticed some discrepancies with the way some people were uh, doing sign language. Um, what is why? Why do you have a passion around sign language? Yeah, so I was born uh, hard of hearing. I have something that's called auditory processing disorder, which is a neurological disorder which um, affects how you understand sound. Uh, and I also have a right eardrum that doesn't vibrate. So um, I've had hearing difficulties for my whole life. Um, and I always was just fascinated with sign language and found it really beautiful that you could communicate with your your body and your hands rather than your words. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with the language and was lucky enough to have a really amazing uh, deaf community around me. And then it just made sense to take that into the virtual world. Um, and so I'm very glad I made that jump. <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate that answer. We're learning something new about you. That's something that we were talking about because we got mixed. We got mixed uh, perceptions while we were watching uh, the, the VR documentary. Uh, and we were, I think some of us thought that you were helping uh, some of the people with different abilities. And then I was like, I think she's got some different abilities as well. Um, mm. So thank you, thank you for clarifying. Uh, yeah. What's your for Jenny? What was your first reaction when, the, when, you, first act, when you first got into VR? Oh, wow. Um, honestly, I was really overwhelmed. It could be kind of like, you kind of feel like you're being thrown into the deep end because you're surrounded by other people who know how to use VR, but you don't. Um, and everyone's wearing these really big flashy avatars with lights and colors and sparkles. And there's literally every single world you can imagine. So it could be kind of overwhelming deciding where to go, especially if you don't already have a friend group to help guide you. Um, and just like making friends in real life, it could also be a little intimidating making friends for the first time. But once you kind of meet those nice people and they can help show you around to nice places to go it's it's really smooth sailing but i the first few days i was kind of like whoa <laughs> and you get seasick too in most new communities i think we all feel like that um yeah can you, can you tell our audience how uh vr can help somebody uh with auditory processing difficulty um, well, so for a really long time, uh, VR chat didn't have any um, in-game support uh, for people with hearing difficulties, but actually recently they've come out with a new update, which allows uh, something called earmuff mode, which basically you uh, dictate how much sound is uh, allowed in a certain area around you. So if there's too many sounds going on and uh, I'm not able to process it, I could uh, quote unquote put on earmuffs and it helps muffle and filter that sound. So I'm able to just talk to the person in front of me rather than hear everyone around me. Um, they also have the ability to turn down just the world volume. So like, let's say there's music playing, you could just turn off the music and still hear everyone's voices. You don't have to just go all or nothing. So they definitely have a lot of customization abilities with the sound. Um, and as for deaf individuals, they also have like movie worlds and stuff with subtitles. Um, and of course, the ability to do sign language is a huge opportunity for accessible communication. Thank you so much uh, for all that you do. Again, I was, you know, when I watched that, I think I was very uh, impressed. And as a man on a mission, uh, when I'm working with these students and these students in turn have their own mission, uh, I was really excited to see your mission and what you were doing with it. 
Oh, uh, thank you. What's your question, uh, Jimmy? My question is, why did you decide to use VR as like your platform for this? And have you ever helped people in this way outside of VR or is it just the thing in VR? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm I'm pretty shy. I I can be pretty shy in real life. And I think, uh, I don't know if anyone relates to this, but um, online can kind of just give you a sort of security blanket. And it's a lot easier to approach people online because you don't have to worry about like the pimple you have on your face or if you forgot to put on deodorant in the morning. Um, and also when you're in VR, everyone has a common interest immediately. Everyone has a common interest to video games and VR. So, you know, you could talk to somebody about something. Um, I have worked with uh, deaf children in real life, um, and I've also done some uh, odd jobs interpreting. I did it interpreting for a wedding and stuff like that. Um, but I've never, uh, I've never. All of our teachers are volunteers, including myself, and we don't have any like official teaching credentials. So none of us went to university and um, you know studied to become a teacher. This is all just out of our free time and with the knowledge that we have. Uh, but that's kind of what makes it fun, too, is you're you're teaching, but you're also learning how to teach. So it's like a double whammy. <laughs> I, I like that she's dancing as she's talking to us. She's our only guest. <laughs> Sorry, I, I've just I've just got a lot of energy. <laughs> I, I love it. We need some of that because it is uh, four hours into like their after school program. Um, oh, my gosh. Wow. I, I know. We've been playing games. We have uh, very special games. Yeah, uh, I can see behind you. You've got like a old school. I'm not sure oh. what that is, but. These students made this arcade, or previous Steambox students made this arcade cabinet. This thing plays over 20,000 games. Wow. They, they've sent stuff to space. They made hoverboards uh, that actually work and will float over water. Uh, wow. Today we're playing board games because we, uh, we have board game designers on the podcast next. Um, and we were really excited about that. So we were getting used to the board games, just like we watched, uh, we met in VR to prepare yeah. for how did you get involved in that? How did did how did people did people find you? Uh, yeah, so I the director uh, worked on a previous documentary series which he featured me on. He discovered me just from YouTube videos, um, and we worked really really well together and just had an amazing time. And then later he just came up to me and was like, "Hey, want to be in a movie?" <laughs> and I really didn't know the scale of it. I kind of just thought it might be like a YouTube thing, um, but then it was accepted into Sundance Film Festival. And uh, then, of course, sold to HBO and is now on HBO, HBO Max. And I was able to quit my full-time job and travel the world um, to film festivals. The film played in 11 different countries, and we were able to receive two honorable mention uh, grand jury awards. And it was just, I've never even been to that many countries in my life, and I went to that many in a year. So it was definitely an amazing experience, and oh, I'm very grateful for it. Which one was your favorite? Sydney, Australia, best place in the world. Everyone there was so happy and the sun was always shining. I just felt like every time I walked into a store, somebody wanted to like give me a hug and like give me free food. It was nuts how happy everyone was there. And it was so gorgeous too. And you could just take ferries everywhere, just boat rides to wherever you could think of. Like out of all the places I went, definitely Australia. If you want to add that to your bucket list. They might not have ever seen a pink haired cartoon walk into their store. <laughs> I assure you, I have a real life uh, flesh body as well. <laughs> um, what's your question for Jenny? So in the beginning, you said that you had to, basically to start VR, you have to have friends. So I'm guessing you had a friend group help you with VR. 
is that same friend group also part of the organization that you're in currently or are they just a whole different friend group that you're just there with entertainment yeah I mean I definitely met some other people at the very beginning who I'm not really in contact with now um, but pretty early on within the first month of me playing VR I was able to meet Ray who you see in the film um, and he was able to introduce me to the rest of the founding members but at the time Helping Hands was just a friend group so we probably had about 30 odd people just wanting to get together and sign um and we never really thought of it like a big organization but we started getting more traction and building worlds that allow us to teach and now we have over 5000 members and it's growing every day so you know sometimes things just start off as a funny idea with a few friends and then whoa <laughs> 5 years later here we are <laughs> um what's your question for Jenny my question is, I'm sorry, what are some of your favorite things to do in VR? Like out of VR, but out of VR, my fault. Oh, out of VR? Out of VR. Ooh, okay. Um, I really enjoy drawing and painting. Um, on my free time, I do commission artwork, but also just for myself. Um, I also really enjoy anime and films um, and video games. Like I said, I play a little too much Overwatch, if I have to admit. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I'm also really passionate about childcare. So um, I worked at a preschool for about a year and now I'm doing nannying. So kind of a lot of things, but VR is definitely a big one. Very cool. Did you want to add to that or you got to oh, uh, I just want to know what was your, what's your favorite anime? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just one. Yeah, like, no, not just one. Talk to us about anime. No, no, no. Like, honestly, like, all right, talk to us about anime. Like, what is your favorite anime? I think if I had to boil it down to one, it would be Made in Abyss. That is probably my all-time favorite. I don't know. But I haven't seen the second season, so if anyone else has seen it, don't spoil anything. <laughs> what about your least favorite? Keith, hold on. Keith, what is Made in Abyss? Um, from what I've seen, it's basically these children. It's like if if bugs were hella huge right and like real size like as big as uh, skyscrapers and stuff like that and these kids are basically in that world and these bugs are just pinkies, like very bad <laughs> like, is that jenny is that about right I mean, bugs are part of it for sure it's also it's just about exploring and yeah like he said it's two kids um trying to uh, go to the bottom of this seemingly bottomless pit uh with a bunch of monsters like big bugs and stuff like that it's like an adventure uh anime but it's also very emotional and um just the world building is incredible i highly recommend it um also it's very popular in the vr chat community so if you want to get into vr chat you should probably also watch that <laughs> i'm gonna have to check out made in abyss um you had something else that go ahead have you ever watched anime in vr Oh yeah, all the time. There's there's worlds specifically made for watching anime. Like it's just a room with a bunch of anime body pillows and anime posters and a big screen with all the anime you can think of. It's technically piracy. <laughs> so it's, you know, a little dodgy, but people do it all the time. <laughs> We're down for piracy. We have no problems with piracy. <laughs> do we pirate multiple episodes of Chainsaw Man? <laughs> uh, Unofficially, yes. Unofficially, we pirated the whole season of Chainsaw Man. I won't tell anyone. I won't tell anyone. Your secret's safe with me. Coppers, you'll never take me alive. Uh, you talk about VR chat a lot, and how the person with the VR, uh, I relatively, I go into VR chat a lot. It's just like sometimes it gets boring. What worlds would you recommend to me? 
Ooh, well, of course, I can't help but recommend Helping Hands Worlds. We have a lot of worlds for self-learning uh, sign language, which I'm actually in one right now. But we used motion capture technology to have our teachers sign words and then add them to basically a dictionary. And then you could go in and say, I want to know how to sign this word. And then you'll have a 3D model show you how to sign it. Um, and that means you don't have to, you know, wait for the class times. You don't have to ask a teacher. You could just completely self-guide yourself. Um, but if you're not into learning, then there's some really amazing worlds uh, by a creator named Fins, like shark fins. Um, and they make, do you remember the dinosaur scene in the film where they're riding the Jeep? Yes. That's the creator of that world. So he makes these incredible, stunning, like kind of like avatar dinosaurs, like robots. Um, he made one inspired by Stray, if you know that video game with the cat. Um, yes. Yeah, really gorgeous. So if you just want like a jaw dropping, really immersive world to go to, I highly recommend that. But honestly, just think of anything and there's probably a world of it. Like just type words and it will pop up. <laughs> I just finished Stray. It was kind of emotional. Um this is one of the reasons that we reached out to you is um, this podcast was, uh, I say this every time, super proud of it, uh, number one in the world for 17 straight weeks during the pandemic. And one of the things that we want to do now is uh, since the world is going back to what it was uh, and everybody's back to their normal uh, podcasts, we thought it'd be really cool to make a podcast studio so that we can all mm. still are, whether it's pandemic time, whether it's a Saturday, uh, as long as my students have a, you know, like a quest minimum, uh, we could all meet. Did you make, yeah. did you make the, um, your classroom? Uh, so I personally didn't make the worlds, uh, but we have world creators uh, in our community who make it, but all you need is unity. So if you have uh, unity, which is a 3D program, uh, Blender also. Uh, but you unity is what's used to upload it um, and you could actually just go online and look up templates um, and download them and just customize it basically like putting a fresh coat of paint on the walls um, and you could do whatever you want if you wanted to have lava lamps you could add lava lamps if you want to have a tiger jump through the air you could add that as long as you have access to those materials then you could do it but yeah unity just get unity and mess around with it and it's really easy to up upload and also vr chat doesn't even require a headset so you could actually just go in um, on your computer as long as it has windows uh, so even if somebody doesn't have a quest they can still join they're just going to be stuck they can't move their arms <laughs> I like, I, I'm loving the pantomiming the whole time. Um, <laughs> That's really, what sign language will do to you. It makes you very expressive with your hands. <laughs> you've got to. Um, I can't wait. I've looked into all of the things that you were just talking about. I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos and then it's it's my job now to facilitate with these guys during mm -hmm. their engineering day uh, so that we can actually build that. When we do, we'll invite you back and you can actually sit in our studio, which would be great. Oh, I'd love that. Uh, we'd be happy to have you. Uh, before I get to Lewis, I've got Melanie and then Lewis and a few more. Uh, Melanie, what's your question for Jenny? Uh, nice and loud since you're in the back. Um, how would you uh, handle like trolls on the internet? How would I what to trolls? Like handle them. Handle. Yeah, trolls are difficult and they exist anywhere on the internet. So, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Overwatch and of course VR chat too. Sadly, we have had some incidents in helping hands with some pretty rude people. I think especially when you're just trying to do something good, like just educate people. Um, 
it actually can sometimes create some confusion for rude people like that because they're like, why would you just do something nice? <laughs> um, and they kind of want to tear it down. Um, also, working with a lot of deaf, mute, and hard of hearing people, sometimes people have prejudice or um, some bad ideas about people who are different. Um, and also being a woman online, I've dealt with countless things. And luckily, VR chat does have safety measures. So you can block somebody, you can mute somebody, you could hide their avatar if they're using a um, inappropriate avatar. Um, but honestly, once you get into a community, you pretty much stay in um, private worlds, which basically means nobody can get in unless they are a part of that group that you have specified. So you're able to stay in really safe environments with trusted people. Um, and if somebody gets in, then you could easily kick them out. Um, but yeah, sadly, you know, trolls are just going to be everywhere if the internet's involved. Um, so it's just about staying in environments that you know are safe and if somebody is bothering you just trusting yourself to be able to block them if they're not listening um yeah it, it definitely happens <laughs> Jenny I really think I think that's uh a really important point uh something that this podcast is going into next month is is uh dating violence uh awareness um and and how that's prevalent but I think what a lot of people don't realize and this group right now uh, the boys are outnumbering the girls, which isn't always or even usually the case at Steambox. But right now, the boys are outnumbering the girls. I see you back there. You, oh, I thought you were like, I'm a girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's one of those things that that it's really easy uh, as a man to forget that um, that we are not put in those situations as frequently as you might be. We're, we're harassed just because mm -hmm. uh, just because of our gender. Um, and I, I'm happy that you said that on the podcast because I, I think that's really powerful. Uh, what's your question for Jenny? I have two. Go ahead. Uh, do you watch any sports? And uh, how much weird stuff have you seen in VR chat? Okay, defy, defy the stereotypes because we've got Avatar Girl who lives in VR uh, talking <laughs> about sports now. Defy the stereotypes. Do you follow sports? Defy. Uh, yeah. Do you uh, Do you follow sports? So I was a competitive ice skater for five years. So if you count ice skating as sports, I did watch a lot of Olympic ice skating during that time. Um, I don't really now since I'm not really into it anymore, but I did. Um, I I will kind of go with the stereotype and that I'm not really into like football and stuff like that. Um, but also my partner is not into sports. I think if I had a partner who was into sports, I would definitely uh, watch that with them. Um, but if I'm not, so, and my whole family also does not like sports. So I feel like I've just been in an environment surrounded by people who aren't into it. I don't think it's necessarily because I'm a woman, but I'm technically not defying. But yes, if you count, if you count ice skating, then yes. <laughs> Do you do you count ice skating? Yeah, I count ice skating. Sure. So to say, all right, yeah. So what I did not expect is uh is a whole bunch of Latino boys to be cheering on ice skating. Ice skating is badass. Not many people can say that they can ice skate, so I I appreciate that. Watching an ice skating video yesterday. Wasn't expecting it. Uh, go ahead. How do you feel about Yuri on ice? Oh, I've not seen the full series, but I've seen um, bits and pieces, and I think it was really revolutionary for its time to be representing uh, very openly a 
a queer relationship in a non-fetishized way, which is arguable, but I think it was a really monumental piece of work for a lot of young gay teens to see themselves in. Um, and also a lot of my ice skating friends really love it. So I never watched the whole thing, but I've seen bits and it seems like it's very, very cute and beautiful. I should, it's on my bucket list to watch one day. <laughs> no, she's going to finish Yuri on Ice. Uh, go ahead. Look, we have a teacher named Miss Corpax and she was, uh, she was, wasn't she an ice hockey uh, referee? Oh, yeah. She she did. Did. Oh, it, 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 oh, wow. No, it's just like games around Rhode Island. I don't know. Yeah, oh, she goes everywhere. She goes everywhere. But like, that's awesome. It's snowing right now. Like, how can we not be oh, excited yeah. that she like that? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, shout out to your teacher, I guess. Louis, what was the second part of your question? Uh, uh what weird stuff have you seen in VR chat? Oh yeah, weird as in like funny weird or like uncomfortable weird. <laughs> uh, both, YouTube, both, oh. both. I feel like. I think funny weird. I think the funniest thing I've seen. Oh my God, there's so many I can think of, but I'm trying to think of like one example. I think one of the one time, I remember one time the hardest I ever laughed was somebody changed into this like kangaroo avatar and it was wearing like a bikini with the Australian flag on it. And they had like a, a like a massive a tin of uh, Vegemite and they were going around throwing Vegemite at everyone <laughs> and like screaming Australian phrases and it was so funny I couldn't breathe for a very long time I was laughing so hard um, which I don't know maybe is a little stereotypical for Australians but it was funny um, I don't know weird bad weird I think I've you know just classic internet stuff like somebody with zero understanding of personal space or <laughs> societal norms. Like, I don't know. There's just some funny things where you're like, should you have asked that to somebody you just met? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, hold, hold on. I'm going to go just a little bit faster. I'm sorry. I don't want to get cut off by Zoom. Chloe, what's your question for Jenny? Um, outside of VR, how do you like deal with your hearing impediment? Um, yeah, I used hearing aids for a while, but they just weren't for me. Um, a lot of people deal with it differently. Um, but I, I, if you have you ever used AirPod Pros, um, and you could do the noise canceling, not just AirPod Pros, there's also a lot of other brands out there. But if you've ever experienced that, um, it's a really, really awesome way to help minimize, uh, overstimulation with hearing so if I'm in a really loud area or somewhere with loud noises like a concert or something I could put those in with noise canceling and I'm still able to hear but it's a lot more muffled and I'm not going to have as much pain um, so honestly AirPod Pros are really amazing um, and also just I I don't know I'm, I'm more aware of situations so if I know I'm going to go to somewhere that's going to be really loud and uh an issue, then I'm, I tell myself it's okay to take breaks. So if I'm having something called listening fatigue, which basically you get fatigued from focusing really hard on listening, then I just say, you know what, I'm going to take a break. I'm just going to go outside and um, kind of cool off and then I'll come back when I'm ready. Um, so surrounding yourself with good people who appreciate that and are understanding is probably the most important thing. Um, but yeah, just being aware of your needs. Very cool. Uh, freshman class president, Pam. <laughs> Hi. Um, my question is, why have you decided to like, or no, that's not how I want to word it. But like, I'm assuming that you like to be anonymous, and I wanted to know like why you decided to stick with being anonymous. You know what I mean? 
Um, for I mean, I don't mind not being anonymous, but I think it's a lot more engaging and fun to be this sort of personified version of yourself. Um, like I said earlier, it kind of takes away some of that pressure or anxiety of uh, worrying about your real appearance. Um, I I'm totally happy to show my face and stuff like that. During the film festival tour, we did a lot of Q and A's and photography um, with the whole cast. Um, so I don't think. I would consider myself like not okay with being shown, um, but it's more just, I think it's more fun. It's more engaging. It's more free. And, um, you know, I think I all made you uh, very happy to see <laughs> my avatar version instead of my boring old self. So <laughs> it's just a, a lot more playful. Very different from anything we've done before. Uh, <laughs> also, Peter Parker took off his mask one time. It didn't work out well because then everyone started going after Mary Jane and stuff. What's your question? Yeah, there you go. Um, what's your favorite game to play in VR other than Zach? Favorite game? Yeah, favorite game. You mentioned already uh, Dance Central. What else do you like to play? Um, outside of VR chat, or you mean within VR chat? Let's go outside of VR chat. Uh, I really like Beat Saber and Super. Is it Super Hot? I'm free- I'm blanking on the name, but it's um. It's like a yes. shoot. Yeah, it's really fun. You like play with time and people are shooting you. Also, Half-Life Alex is really cool. Um, and uh, you can also play Skyrim in VR, which I've dabbled in. And that's really fun. Uh, you guys played Skyrim before? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to try it in VR. It's, it's totally- so cool. It's so different. I played Skyrim on so many different consoles that I'm like, I have nightmares about like waking up on that, on that <laughs> wagon at the beginning. Oh, you're finally awake. Yeah, <laughs> we have with us, uh, we have a special guest with us, Cindy Lou, who's a graduate student at RISD. Uh, hi, Cindy. Uh, Cindy is uh, Cindy's developing manga. She's worked on BattleBots. Uh, and, oh, wow. Uh, Cindy, do you have a question for Jenny? Yes, actually. So I love your avatar. I was wondering what made you decide on that avatar? Uh, did you create it yourself? And um, because you have, you have a lot of choice in VR, what made you decide on your current look? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, I did, It's a culmination of a lot of things. I didn't make it myself. Uh, I had a friend make it, but I was working really closely with them and like chose all I chose everything. Um, I don't know. I, I have pink hair in real life, um, but only half of my hair is pink. I've always really liked pink. So I wanted to kind of like explode that. So I have pink eyes, I have pink hair, and my hair actually glows in the dark. So um, I just wanted to like take aspects of me that I really enjoyed and then kind of blow it up out of proportion. Um, I don't wear glasses in real life, but I thought they always looked really beautiful on people. So I put glasses on my avatar um, or like in real life, I'm quite short, but my avatar is about six feet tall. <laughs> so some of it is real aspects about me and some of it is um, things that I don't have but would like to experience. Um, I also like to have my pride flag so I can be prideful wherever I go. And I also really love the colors. And I have a pin of the logo of Helping Hands so people can recognize that and say like, oh, I know that. Um, and I am... I really like kind of gothic punk uh, stuff. So I have some pretty goth boots <laughs> and uh, I wear a lot more color in VR than in real life. In real life, I wear a lot of black, um, but I don't know. I thought I'd expand in VR. <laughs> you online hot topic that you would go to and grab like some clothes. You go. Oh yeah. I, I have a lot of clothes from hot topic. <laughs> um, uh, maybe a little too much. <laughs> 
Keith, uh, last last question, unless somebody else has a burning one. Uh, shoot. All right, I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, Mike. I had like two different questions. Both of them got said at the same time, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know ask yeah. the question. Okay. Go, go, go. Um. So, uh, two things. One, what is there? What is a place that you want to visit, like before you die? And two, what is the thing you want to do before you die? Damn. Ooh. Damn. Probably Japan. Uh, I definitely want to go to Japan before I die. So we were really we we had. I know, I know, I know. It's so easy, but we the film played in Japan, and we were really hoping to uh, go there. But Japan during the film festival run had a lot of strict COVID rules, um, and they were not allowing anyone in. Um, so sadly, we weren't able to go. But I'm hoping to go sometime next year. Um, also, the Philippines. My uh, family immigrated from the Philippines, so I'd really love to um, go there and get to see where my grandma grew up and just get to experience authentic Filipino food. Um, and something I want to do is... Uh, oh, my God. That's, like, such a broad question. I want to do so much. I, I want to uh, have a kid. There you go. I, I, I love kids, so... Hopefully, before I die, I have a kid. Or like yeah, uh, no, a real life baby. <laughs> Steambox is going to design you a virtual reality baby. Oh, that's a little weird. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Unicorn. Uh, we're going all the way. We're going to make you a baby. Designer baby by Steambox. Uh, wow. Said uh, what you just said scared me a little bit. I, I've got two minutes left on the Zoom. Uh, well, you said scared me a little bit because uh, we've been planning for two years a trip to Japan. And Keith, who just asked you that question, Keith, tell her where you're going in April. Um, I'm going to go to the Caribbean Islands. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to Japan. I'm going to Japan. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Are you learning Japanese or are you just going to go in and hope there's subtitles? I'm learning, I'm learning Japanese. As best okay. As awesome. Dude, I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm, you're living my dream. <laughs> No. Jenny, here's what we're going to do. I will, uh, I'll send you an inbox. Uh, this group is, uh, I'm taking members of this group to Japan. We're going to go to Tokyo, Osaka, and Kyoto uh, in April. And what I'm going to do is we're going to ask you for one task, one checklist task, so that you can live vicariously through us. And we're going to go and do part of a photo scavenger hunt. We're going to go and do one little cool Ooh. thing. Well, I already have one in mind that I want to do. So. Oh, where are we going? Where are you sending us? So has have anyone seen the anime called When the Cicadas Cry? It's also called Higurashi, Higurashi. Yes. Higurashi. yes. So Higurashi is based on a real town, like photo real town. And you can go there and see all the places that you see in the anime. So you could go like where Rika was and everyone where the festival was held. So I really want to go there and I want to take photography uh, side by side of the anime. So now, so now you all have to watch Higurashi. And then you all have to go there. <laughs> I forced them. Worst case scenario, if it's too far off the beaten path, we'll do some Ghibli stuff and it'll be close. It'll be apple to apple. Yeah, they have a Ghibli museum. They have a whole museum. Steambox went last time. This time we're trying to go to the Ghibli park. We are under one minute. We've got less than one minute. Uh, Jenny, please tell us where our audience can find more information about Helping Hand, more information about We Met in VR, and anything else you'd like to direct us to. Um, yeah, if you want to join Helping Hands, you can join us at discord.gg forward slash Helping Hands. Um, and if you want to learn more about the film, it's playing on HBO Max uh, right now. If you just search We Met in Virtual Reality, uh, you could also follow the director at Joe A. Hunting on Twitter and myself at Jenny0629 on Twitter. 
um, should pop up. I think my handle is something different, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast and it was really great to meet you all. I look forward to seeing your Japanese pictures. <laughs> I, want to thank, I want to thank the world who's kept us on top of uh, podcasts for education and everybody else. This has been another Steambox podcast from Central Paul. Central Paul, please say peace out.